Hey, howdy, hobos. Welcome back. Uh, welcome back to Hobo Safe Camp, the formative years. Uh, this is episode two, um, and I talked with Brock Albin of Bozeman, Montana. And back when I talked to Brock back in 2014, July of 2014, to be exact, he was starting up a permaculture farm. It was called Black Robin Farm and Orchard. And um, I never talked to Brock again after this. Um, it's just this one time. And so I just had to do a little bit of digging around since I'm putting this out there just to see if they're still around. They do have an Instagram page at Black Robin Farm and Orchard, I believe. And they haven't posted since 2020, so I don't really know what's going on. Um, they do have a website, blackrobin.org. So if you're interested in anything that they have to say here, uh, maybe go check it out. Uh, see if you can find them and see if you can join their um, mission or join in on, with what they're doing. Um, so I'm, I'm leaving the original intro that I had. So you'll hear me talk about some websites and places to donate, donate like hobosafecamp.net, which doesn't exist anymore. And you'll hear me talk about Amazon, which the link doesn't exist anymore. So just ignore that. Um, if you are interested in donating to Hobo Safe Camp and Open Lines Radio, just go to openlinesradio.com and donate there. All right. I'm going to just uh, do this here. That's all I, really all I have to say. Hello, fellow astral hobos. Welcome back for Episode 2 of Hobo Safe Camp. Today we are talking with Brock Albin of Bozeman, Montana. Now, one of the main reasons I started this podcast is because of my strange Craigslist addiction. I'm going to admit this to you. For the past year or so, I've been browsing Craigslist ads in various cities and reaching out to interesting people. And I've made some really cool connections this way. And as I searched Craigslist over the weekend, I came across Brock's ad, and it really made me want to pack up my family and head to Montana to help him out. What Brock's doing is he's in the process of creating an organic farm and orchard in the edible forest style. His vision is well on its way, but he's looking for a few more people to come on board to help make his vision a reality. So if you are in the Bozeman, Montana area, or if you want to be in the Bozeman, Montana area, or if you just have some suggestions or, or ideas that can help him out, please, by all means, send him an email, blackrobinfarmandorchard, all one word, at gmail.com, or stop by the website at blackrobin.org and let them know how you can help. Now, before we get started, I want to start off by thanking everybody for your support this past week. We're off to a better start than I anticipated, and I hope you are all enjoying the show. We hear the same voices over and over again, and it feels great to give previously unheard voices a place to speak. And if you like the program and you want to help us out, please donate to the show at hobosafecamp.net. You can use PayPal or Gift Rocket, or there's other ways. Um, if you're like me and you're short of cash, uh, just at least use the Amazon.com link on the website when you do your Amazon.com shopping. It's a great way to support the show, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. When you click the Amazon.com link, it will take you to my book. You don't have to buy it when you use the link. Um, but if you're looking for some uh, nice toilet reading, consider picking it up. It's a collection of flash fiction. makes it really easy to put it down uh, when you're finished and your legs won't go numb. Uh, if you're like me, you like to get to the end of the chapter. <laughs> anyway, uh, however you decide to support the show, it will all go to improving your listening pleasure. Anyway, enough of that. Here's Brock. Uh, I should mention that uh, the wonders of modern technology have yet to make it to Brock's neck of the woods, and in fact, he went down to the library to get a better connection, so I appreciate him doing that, but we still lost connection a few times. But you're all bright, intelligent people, and I'm sure it won't be an issue for you. So here we go. Enjoy it. 
I'm just a rambling hobo. I ramble all along. I'm just a rambling hobo. I ramble all along. Ain't got no one to love me. No place to call my home. I was, uh, really interested in what, in what you had going on up there in Bozeman, um, with, uh, your organic farm. It's something that my wife and I have looked into doing down here in San Diego and kind of wish you were a little closer because we'd probably be on board. Awesome. Um, and it was just good timing because I just started this thing up and just wanted to, uh, talk to you and see, see what you have going on here. Cool. Great. So if you want to just, uh, you could, we could, we could talk about that or we could talk about something else, but something tells me you want to talk about that. That's what I'd like to hear. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah. Cool. I practiced law for, I'm a lawyer. I practiced law for 10 years and I just, um, moved overseas afterward and moved back and wasn't interested in starting up again, even though I loved practicing law. And I've had a garden a couple times in the past and, uh, all of them died very quickly. So I thought, well, I should start a organic farm and orchard, which uh, has worked out better this time than my gardens worked out last time. Um, I'm trying to learn from from experts uh, as often as I can and from trial and error, but um, I guess half and half maybe. And I had been in love with this land. I was a little kid. It was my grandfather's. He sold it to my uncles. They sold it to me. And um, so about a year and a half ago, we got rid of this long-term renter. He'd been there for 35 years. And had uh, he was a stonemason, so he had stone and block and brick, about 300 pallets on this four-acre piece of land just everywhere. And we... Spent, spent some time cleaning that up and talked to a few people about my plans and they said, whoa, that sounds like permaculture. So I looked up permaculture and sure enough, what, what I was thinking about was kind of similar to some permaculture ideals. And so we started putting it into practice mostly this year, a little bit last year, but mostly this year. So what we have is four acres. We have one acre that's um, cultivated and and put into an uh, organic or an edible food forest garden and protected from the deer with a deer big deer fence. And three acres that we're working on. Um, so on the westernmost acre, which is protected, we have a big U-shaped edible forest garden that we're working on. It's not quite there yet, but we've got a, a wild area that's willows that have been there for, uh, well, at least a hundred and something, but probably very long, much longer. And then in from that about, well, actually just at the edge of that, we have standard rootstock fruit trees. So they will be the canopy layer. So we have 150 uh, fruit trees, a lot of them are standard rootstock. Those are every 25 feet. Every um, 20 feet in from those, we have semi-dwarf rootstock fruit trees. So those will be the shorter trees. 
and then we have berries and have plans for more berries and bushes and um, ground covers and root crops and then some vines too which will make up the seven layers of a edible forest garden okay and in the center of that we have tilled land where we've planted crops and gardens and then we have bees and insect hotels and what else do we have down there um, a couple spots that will be ponds uh, and then on the rest of the land we have we're working on culture, berms basically and the berms are filled firstly with um, rotten wood or just wood that will be rotten someday it will decompose and the idea is over time it decomposes like a sponge makes oh we cover it with soil afterward comes like a sponge absorbs water provides nutrients to plants and such I don't know if it'll work but that's <laughs> it sounds like it will <laughs> yeah so we have maybe let's see well, I don't know 600 linear feet of berms that are anywhere between four foot tall to seven foot tall and someday they'll be anywhere between seven foot and maybe 12 foot tall and we've got an, an earth sheltered greenhouse we've got a smokehouse that's in pro process we have um, a shed for tools and such and for our kitchen we have that's our only kitchen at this time a shed out there in a uh, barbecue and then at the easternmost part of the land, we have a big mount, culture uh, mound, a berm that's in kind of an L shape, a dog leg, and it surrounds uh, terraces that go down to groundwater, and someday we'll dig into that final layer and expose the groundwater, and we'll have a pond and a and a uh, wetland there so <clears throat> so we hope that those terraced beds that go that someday will go from 11 feet above groundwater down to um, or no 15 feet above groundwater and down to groundwater will provide a um, a bunch of microclimates or a microclimate at least moderated by this pond that will allow us to grow some things you know closer to zone four or five instead of zone three four which is what we are and then in that pond we'll have fish someday and of course it'll be habitat for a lot of other things birds and uh, uh, you know who knows right. <laughs> anything we'll find it we'll find and, we out. Have, <laughs> and we have goats um and a whole bunch of rabbits, and had chickens, eleven chickens and one fox, and uh, oh no, <laughs> won that one, and a couple of kittens, and that's where we're starting. Well, that's, well how many um, people do you have right now helping you with this? Is this just you and your wife right now, 
or do you have a, a bigger group? I know your vision is to ultimately have a group of people working it. Um, but where are you right, right now? Yeah. It's, um. You're back. I'm back. <laughs> the wonders of modern technology. Exactly. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. That's one reason I went to the living history farm the other day with my, yesterday with my scythe and asked them how to sharpen that thing and start using it because I'd rather occasionally at least try something that can't fail. Right. <laughs> or it's my fault. That's right. You asked uh, um, who else was involved. So it's my wife and I, uh, my wife and me, rather, and then it's, um, we, we did get a lot of response from our Craigslist ad asking for farm partners. Right. Um, lots of response, five of which, five people got involved based on that. Three of them have stuck it out, and they're really good farm partners. It's wonderful when when you have no when there's no reason to trust you, and yet someone trusts you, and that's what happened with these farm partners. And I thank whatever <laughs> for these people because they've made it really helpful. They have, and mostly what they're doing is um, they've got some crops in there. They tilled. It does not want you to get your story out. There must be some time limit on me. Anyway, they um, they did some things that we wouldn't maybe have gotten around to this year, and now they have a great garden out there. We've got a great garden out there. We've got some great crops. They... they um, help when we need help putting up more deer fence, which is what we're doing right now. Um, you know, we share seeds and so we're, we're looking for to keep them number one and to get two or three more farm partners for next year. Now, do they live on the farm with you or do they just live nearby and, and come work the land with you? Yeah, they don't even live that near. Um, they live, well, everything's nearby here, really. <laughs> I was going to complain that they have to, you know, travel two miles to get to us. <laughs> so uh, they live pretty nearby, but um, and actually, um, yeah, yeah, they they come by pretty pretty often and help out quite a bit. So we're looking for a few more farm partners. Plus, what we have are woofers and, and help exers and occasional drop-in volunteers. And actually this week we have some couch surfers who also um, ran on some hard times and uh, their vehicle broke down, and so we're hosting them for a week, and they don't want to just sit around, so they're helping as well. That's nice. When you have the woofers come stay, do they stay with you there? Well, what I was going to say earlier when I decided to stop but I might as well explain it now, is we don't actually even live there yet. Oh. Because um, we don't have a occupancy permit for our cabin, and we haven't finished our farmhouse yet. So we live, you know, about, about a mile away okay. and commute by bicycle to the land. And the woofers actually do live there. Okay. They live in campers. Um, on the land, have a solar shower, and they're the ones who use that kitchen the most. 
podcast. Uh, and it works out pretty well. The, we've had, I think we've had 10 longer term volunteers anywhere between two weeks and now we have a volunteer who's been here two months. And we couldn't have done it without them either. Yeah. So it's, it's really tr- quite tremendous. Nice. Farm, by the way, is Black Robin, and uh, the website is blackrobin.org. Blackrobin.org. Have a um, a nonprofit tie-in, and we'd like to um, we'd like to use this as a as a way to introduce students, children, elementary students primarily, to permaculture and to living a little lighter on the land and a little less dependent on, you know, whatever we're dependent on these days. Very cool. And so we're close to some elementary schools. We hope to have them bring their students over in the fall for the to, uh, to try this out at the beginning and then try to perfect it over time where perhaps once uh, a month we'll have a you know, open Saturday where people can bring their kids and plant something, pick something, eat something, uh, hang out with the goats, and that kind of thing. Nice. So, in your in your overall vision, is this something that you see yourself actually living on, or is this just is this is your farm? Off oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. The why I came up with this idea of using the land in this way and, and um, so I thought about that question a lot and I think the major reason is um, well two major reasons one is sustainability I and self um, what's it called self-sufficiency I want to be able to have a place where I can get pretty much everything I need right um, the other reason that maybe underlies that one it's not that I'm really a visionary, probably, but cheap. You know, paying, uh, you know, three bucks for, for uh, organic pepper. Right. right. And and I I do want to eat well though. Right. And that one's probably gonna proved not to have uh, played itself out very well because I think oh, running an organic farm is <laughs> right. a lot more expensive. Exactly. We figured when we had chickens before the um, the fox introduced himself to them, we were figuring our eggs were costing us three dollars an egg. Really? <laughs> because we had to build the coop oh, and we right. had to buy organic feed because we didn't have the feed yet. You know, we're growing it now, but we didn't have it and. Um, the chickens themselves, and anyway, I, I, uh, I'm uh, partial to chickens. I have three myself, <laughs> so, nice. uh, so uh, yeah, I know uh, they're a lot of work, <laughs> but there's it's so rewarding. They they're there's they return the love. It's they do. I, I never thought I'd be in love with chickens. <laughs> we loved we loved ha- it makes me feel bad thinking about it, but we loved having them come around us at lunch, and we could throw them scraps and. I, I hated the idea of them being in a cage, and so we, even though we built a cage, we opened it every day and let them run around, and that was the problem, partially, because yeah. the fox just saw them prancing and thought, well, that's not right. 
So next time around, we'll send something a little bit better. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, lesson learned. Yeah. Well, great. That's that's uh, that's too bad though, but. But I, I, I like what you're doing. I'm a, I'm a big advocate of sustainability and, uh, permaculture and self-sufficiency. And, uh, my wife and I live in, I mean, we're just outside of San Diego, but it's more of the, uh, the farm community and the agriculture and a lot of avocados and, and farms where we are. So we're, we're out of the city a little bit. So it's, it's, uh, that's why, uh, when I saw your, your ad on Craigslist, it, I was kind of drawn to it. <laughs> so. It sounded, Very nice. sounded cool. How are you searching in Bozeman? So if somebody wants to be a part of this, or if um, somebody just has some ideas or some suggestions on 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 just farming, um, how can they get it? What's the best way to get a hold of you? Just uh, with an email? Yeah, the best way is with an email to Black Rabbit Robin Farm and Orchard, all spelled out. Black Robin Farm and Orchard at Gmail. Or to me personally, Brock Alban, B-R-O-C-K-A-L-B, as in boy, I-N, at Gmail. Um, they could text my phone. It's not an actual phone. It's a Google Voice number. I don't carry a cell phone. But um, 406-551-6479. And uh, they could check out the website, blackrobin.org. And we actually really are looking for, and have another Craigslist ad up, because... Uh, one thing I really want to do with my life is write, and my keep my son, who's 24 almost, next week, um, keeps reminding me that that's what I should be doing besides farming, farming and writing, and so I want to pass off a little bit of the work, like the volunteer coordination, to someone. I want someone with that just really wants to do what I'm doing to come down here and present him or herself and say, look, I, I can help you organize your farm, I can work, I can coordinate volunteers, I'm good with people, I can market, and I can make things grow. And uh, so I'd like to share maybe 25% of my, the workload I have with someone else. And then, and then get to writing. So easy and to put it off. <laughs> very easy. That's, uh, that's, I, I, uh, I, my background is writing and, uh, for, for money, I'm, I'm a technical editor. So, uh, when you, when you get to that point, <laughs> you know who to call. I'm, I'm happy to help you, uh, with your edit, edit, whatever you write. Well, I'm really glad you found me, uh, Mark. Um, how did you find, how are you at, looking in Bozeman? I just, um, I have a, a Craigslist app for my phone that I just looked under, uh, I don't even know what category you were you were in in there somewhere in the community section, and it just scrolls through the first twenty ads in each Craigslist city, and I've just I spent my day Sunday I think it was just or Saturday just scrolling through Craigslist ads and emailing people and uh, a lot of people responded, but uh, you're the first person that actually uh, when it, when it came down to it got online with me so. I'm number one. <laughs> yeah, you'll be episode two. <laughs> and so I, I think nice. I'm, my my hope is that as as we grow and get going, um, it'll be a little bit easier to to find guests. But uh, nobody wants to come on a, a new podcast and until it, there are a few uh, episodes in the can, I think. 
Well, make sure your archives are easily searchable. Yes, they are. And we are also available on iTunes. So uh, if anyone's interested in what you're doing, you can always uh, send them to this podcast, and uh, you don't even have to redo your spiel. It's all right here. (laughs) That's nice. And you'll send a link? I'll send you the link, yeah, as soon as we get done with as soon as I get done. Um, Well, forward to meeting you someday. Come to Bozeman. My daughter lives in San Diego, so sometime in the next... Well, within the next six months, I'm sure I'll go down and see her. Well, there. let's definitely get together. Okay. That sounds good. Um, do you have anything else? I want to kind of want to get it wrapped up before we lose connection again. But uh, if there's anything else you want to talk about, feel free. We've got some time. Oh, let me let me mention one more project we have going on on the also on the west side, which is protected by the deer fence, just by the the uh, gardens. We have couple of foundations that we poured when we just had a wild hare and a, um, a mini excavator to back it up, and we're hoping to build some tiny houses there someday, two tiny houses that will have a sun space in between them, which we'll use to help um, heat them in the colder months, and we what we want to demonstrate is that live in 90 square feet and get, come up with um, 90% of your own electricity, heat, food, clean water. You're back. <laughs> Ow. Where did I cut out? Uh, right at the beginning. You talked about the, the oh. houses. <laughs> Oh, good. I, I haven't a chance to redo that. Okay. So I was just saying that we've got these foundations that we want to, um, on the west side of the land, they're just under the requirement for a building permit, or just under 120 square feet now. Once they have um, walls up, they'll be just under 90, just above 90 square feet. What we want to demonstrate is we want to build tiny houses and demonstrate that in those 90 square feet plus a little curtilage around um, for gardens, you can come up with 90% of your clean water, uh, food, heat, and electricity, and live a, a small, sustainable life. Nice. So people who are interested in any of these projects we talked about, get a hold of me. <laughs> we'll get the word out. Um and and hopefully people get a hold of you because it really is, it does sound like a cool project. It's, thank uh, you very much. So uh, well, thank thanks for uh, heading down to the library today and um, and talking and uh, it was it was fun <laughs> and informative fun. for me too. Thanks, Mark. Sure, um, I'll get you the link and uh, appreciate it. When my rambling days are over. And my gambling days are through When my rambling days are over And my gambling days are through If you tell me that you love me I'll be coming back to you Well, there you have it. It's nice to know that there are still people out there trying to live simply and self-sufficiently in this so-called modern world. Remember to use the donate buttons, use the Amazon.com link, check out blackrobin.org, get out to Montana and help Brock, 
If you're interested, he was talking about woofers. If you're interested in what that is or would like to become one um, or you need the assistance of one, visit uh, woofusa.org, which is www.oofusa.org. There will be links on the website, hobosafecamp.net. Um, be sure to spread the word. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell anyone you can think of about the Hobo Safe Camp podcast. And for the love of God, keep on rambling. I'll talk to you next week.